Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. There's a lot more punks than there was four years earlier, but there was also as many posers. Posers were people that look like punks, but they did it for fashion. Welcome to SLC Punks, a Utah jazz podcast brought to you by the staff of SLC Dunk. Now here's your hosts, Michael Lohman and James Hansen. Alright, welcome back to the SLC Punks Podcast. This is your host, Hanson James. And this is Milo. And it's another week of jazz basketball. We're three games away from the playoffs. The The jazz are on the verge of doing what no one thought they could at the beginning of the year and what no one ca- thought they could at the during the middle of the season. And if you thought they could at the middle of the season, you weren't saying anything <laughs> at, until now. Quiet. Yeah, you were very quiet. While we were covering the game, you were not saying anything, but then all of a sudden you come out of the woodwork. Anyways, it's a very exciting time for jazz fans uh, here at SLC Dunk and for everyone across Jazz Nation. But uh, we wanted to talk today a little bit about the jazz playoff chances, and they're very, very good. There's three games left, Mm -hmm. and... I honestly feel like everything hangs on this Laker game. On it's uh, let's see, we're recording this today. It's Saturday, so that'll be tomorrow night. Yeah, no, well, tomorrow I, afternoon. Tomorrow afternoon. That's what I, scares me about it. Well, That's what scares I, me. It, I, I, well, it's I, I, two nights in in uh, L.A. Mm-hmm. It's it's a so it's an hour behind. So it's like a four o'clock start. I'm guessing uh, five o'clock. I don't know. Because after the Laker game, we play the Warriors and the Blazers. And those don't feel like gimmies to me. No. Uh, And so if we get this game, uh, I'm nervous, Michael. If we lose this game, I get very, very nervous. Uh, Yeah. Well, if the the Jazz are to lose this game, this is where it gets really scary, right? So so the – if the Jazz beat L.A., they're in. Actually, there's a scenario tonight um, where the Jazz will be in if, I believe it's the uh, Spurs and the Nuggets both lose. So if the Nuggets lose to the Clippers and then the Spurs lose to the Trailblazers, then the Jazz are in the playoffs. But <laughs> kind of here's the crazier thing. Like, what do you – it, it – if Rooting for that is kind of akin to the the let's make a deal thing where you're like, don't take the money, see what's behind door number two, because oh. because if you if you're rooting for the Trailblazers to beat the I mean the Spurs to beat the Trailblazers so the Jazz have a chance at the three seed, you're delaying the Jazz's chance. That's that's that scenario where the where the Blazers beat the Spurs, that really puts the three seed. Um, really out of out of reach for Utah. There's still a scenario where the Blazers can still lose their next game. Uh, mm-hmm. 
uh, who they play. Who do they play after that? Is it the Nuggets? Oh, man. Let me look it up. Yeah, they play the Nuggets. So, so if and here's the other thing too is you kind of have to be rooting for Denver to win because if Denver loses, then they're really out of this this playoff race. Mm-hmm. So you're almost rooting for if, if you're rooting for the Jazz to have a chance at that at that three seed. You're like, okay, well, let's. Del- I'm rooting for the for the Jazz not to clinch tonight because then Denver and San Antonio can both uh, Denver and San Antonio can both win. So that when Portland plays Denver the next day, then all of a sudden, hey, they could they could lose again. So that's a uh, this is this, uh, this, this is so the, crazy. There's there's a saying in like League of Legends and gaming culture in general. You always kill secure. There's guys that want to get like their streaks and look really good. No, you got to kill secure, or you'll lose the game, or you get burned if you don't take care of like the immediate problem. It can come at, back and bite you. I just want if the Jazz clinch tonight, then I will rest easy, and then we can like worry about like hopefully we can get some sort of seating i just want to make the playoffs because as it stands right now if the jazz the only way the jazz miss out on the playoffs is is if they lose three in a row and since the final two games against the warriors who are great even if they don't have steph are still are still great Mm -hmm. and portland who is really good and dame is going to play that game you have to beat the lakers (laughs) And if the Jazz come into that game and they've spent too many two nights in LA and come in slow and sluggish and the Lakers who have multiple guys playing for contracts like Contavious Caldwell Pope, uh Julius Randle's playing for a contract. Well and, and they're playing for pride and and I will say this there's there's no um there's no ulterior motive here um as far as like a, dra- a draft pick because they don't have it. And so mm-hmm. they're really playing for pride. And I, this this game kind of reminds me a few years back when that Utah team was getting better and their young talent was coming together. Mm-hmm. And Denver was rolling into town uh, uh, for the last game of the season. And the Jazz beat them with a huge game from Gordon Hayward and Derek Favors. This is kind of what that game feels like to me, where it's just like you have a young team that's starting to put the pieces together. They're going to be playing in front of the, the home crowd. They play three playoff teams and for them, they're play- they've played each one of these games pretty tough. Um, they've played Utah really tough. They beat San Antonio. They were in it with Minnesota until they just kind of finally fell apart, it looked like. But that was their mm-hmm. third game in four nights. So so this and, – and, and they're coming into this game pretty, pretty rested as well like well and i was i was watching them play minnesota last night and they were up on minnesota who has jimmy butler back and that's frightening like their minnesota's playoff hopes were on the line last night and they were behind the lakers it scares me i'm mm-hmm. i'm nervous yeah. this is a game where the jazz if the jazz come out flat that's going to be a rough time being because what's going to happen is that team is going to be playing in front of their home crowd. Their home crowd is going to be root, like, is like rooting them on very, very big time, uh, mm-hmm. just because hey they're up against a playoff team and they want to and they want to show out for their last few games. And they're kind of looking at this like they're kind of setting themselves up for free agency to be like hey, 
look at this young core that we have. Look at the you know look at this stretch where we we pushed you know Milwaukee into overtime, barely lost. You know we beat we beat San Antonio, we pushed Utah. That was you know look at their final stretch. Like mm-hmm. their games, like they lost to New Orleans by three. They lost to they they lost to Detroit on the road by six. They lost they lost to Milwaukee in overtime by two. They lost to Utah in Utah by seven. And we know that game was hella close. Mm-hmm. They beat San Antonio. They th- that game that Minnesota game that one thirteen ninety six score isn't really indicative of how close that game was through three quarters. So the and they've beaten Denver. They beat. They beat Cleveland. They. They've, uh, like this. This last month, it's kind of scary because that team is starting to realize the young talent they have. And and I do. So Sumi, I do think Luke Walton is a good coach. I do. I do. He gets them to play I hard. I do think he's good. I do. It hurts me to say that, but I think he's a good coach. Like uh, especially with the development they've had this year, I think they they have a, a good a good core. So. Utah definitely cannot. Um, they have to look at this, uh, like look at this Laker team as a real formidable. Especially, hopefully, the the close game in Utah woke them up because that game that game in Utah they they let their offense carry them and well man, and Rubio's we not lose... going to score thirty points every night like that was. I was going to say if Rubio didn't go off that night, we probably lose that game because they shot seventy percent mm-hmm. from three in the first half and fifty for the rest of the game. Yeah, like Rubio, if Rubio goes out with a with a you know the sore hamstring that he did, um, that's rough. The other thing um, that I think about with that Clippers game is Rubio was able to. There was no pressure for Rubio nor Jay Crowder to have to come back in that game because they put they they. Built a lead early on and didn't and didn't let up, so mm-hmm. it never was like okay, well he's gonna have to push through it. So Rubio's been able to the minute that sore hamstring acted up, be out of that game and get Friday, Saturday, and um, then the game on Sunday. So he's gonna be able to get some rest. Yeah, that was that's kind of a silver lining. Yeah. And Jay Crowder, and hope- there has it doesn't hasn't seemed like there has been a been an update on Jay Crowder, and I think that's a big one too. Is well, um, he posted he posted on his Instagram like I'm gonna be okay in all caps, <laughs> and he actually posted pictures while he was getting the, <laughs> the screening, which I don't know if Jazz PR is a fan of him. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> like giving live updates of. I know there's like some guy who's typing like the injury report for the day, and he sees that and he's like, "F it, I don't care, I'm going home." <laughs> he released it, but I don't know like... if. <laughs> but Jay, I don't know, like Jay. In his, I love Jay's all caps, by the way. But his, I don't know if he really, you can take anything from him saying he's going to be okay. Because, you know, it could be like, I'm not going to be blind. I'm going to be okay. Or it could be, I'm going to play. Oh, so I was on wrong Sunday. on the scenario with um, how Utah gets in tonight. So if the Spurs lose, which uh-huh. doesn't help Utah because Trailblazers would win. And the Pelicans uh, lose to the Warriors, Jazz clinch a playoff spot. If the Pelican, oh, that's right, because the Pelicans, so the Jazz Magic number kind of rests on the Pelicans and the Nuggets. So whenever the Pelicans and Nuggets lose, that makes us even more solidified. Yeah, and then that puts the space between us and the Spurs. But, and the other thing too is if um, if the Trailblazers um, lose both of their next games and play Utah, um, they there's a there's a scenario where Utah still has to has to beat the Trailblazers. So what what Utah like it's not that the 
Jazz need the Trailblazers to go into that last game losing two straight. They just need mm-hmm. to lose one of their next two, and then that last game is for the three seed. So Dang. there is a scenario where the Trailblazers could be like, okay, you know, the Trailblazers beat the Spurs um, on on the road, and then they go into they go into that next that next game, which is in Denver, and Denver's playing for their freaking lives. Oh, absolutely, Denver. I think I I, I don't know who a scenario. Gets in. I really you know don't what's crazy. Know there's a in. scenario tonight where OKC is in the nine spot. Yeah, like Can you if, imagine <laughs> if, if OKC is in the nine spot. Like oh. I, I tell you right now, Butler is gone. Like, well, he just might as he's that just walking off the LA. court. He's just like he just like will be calling L.A. on his cell as he walks off the court. The thing is with I, with with, um, with Paul. Did I say Jimmy Butler? Paul George. The thing with Paul, Paul, no, you said Paul George. Okay. The thing with Paul George is like I don't like if he goes to L.A. Like I think they're a good team, but I'm not like I look at them compared to Utah. I'm like, ah, oh, that team doesn't scare me mm-hmm. as much as like a team a team with uh, like Russell Westbrook and Paul George scare me. But they without Andre Roberson, that defense just does not shut people down. And I oh and, yeah, and their offense it feels like an Eastern Conference offense. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. an Eastern Conference like standstill people. Like it doesn't feel like they're getting their guys the best shots. That's why I think Brad Stevens dominates so much in the Eastern Conference because he has a very he has a very intricate and a very disciplined offense that gets people good looks and gets mm-hmm. people where they need to go and in the in the eastern conference people don't do that and that's what people have been doing for years in the western conference it's when people try to put that eastern conference offense mindset in the western conference like the timberwolves and you got an okc that that mono a mono ball most of the time that's where that's where you get hurt mm-hmm i i uh actually that's kind of what i wouldn't mind talking about a little bit is like well, but before I uh, is kind of who the Jazz, who I'd like to see the Jazz play in the playoffs if we make it. But I, there was one other thing I wanted to mention is Kyle Kuzma has a turned ankle, and mm. I doubt the Lakers play him against the Jazz because it does not matter no, for them. Here comes the Brook Lopez game. Freaking Brook Lopez! Brook Lopez is one of those players that Rudy struggles with just because Brook Lopez, like, Marcus All, those he'll ha- yeah, exactly like the Marcus All game where he hit literally everything he shot and if if Brooke Lopez does that that's one thing i think the jazz need to start doing a little bit better too is it feels like we've allowed a lot of teams to go off from the three point line mm-hmm. and i think the jazz need to i don't know what it is and it, it could be that just hot shooting that could be just the answer yeah but when it's happening over and over and over and over it's like well we need to maybe start doing something i, I, think, I think one thing you can do is you, you can switch dante now now that you have you Dante, can switch back, Dante. And, and well, they just got to run people the off the line more. Mm-hmm. Like they're just—it feels like we're not quite running people off the line. And I wonder if they're trying to keep from fouling, because one of the things Ooh, with running people yeah. off the line is you do—I don't know. Anyways, that's just a thought I had. But no, that's Mike, a good, that's a that's a good point. Like uh, there, you know, we do want to keep Rudy Gobert in the in- interior to protect that so much that we give up that shot. Like I feel like that shot is 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 available against Utah Jazz if you have that stretch five. Jokic gets it. Gasol gets it. Both Gasols gets it. Get it. Um, then you have 
Brooke Lopez. He's it's available to him. That mm-hmm. top of, that top of the key uh, shot, and so with I, I do think Utah needs to do a better job. Like just allow Rudy to be switched on a small guy, whatever it takes, and just switch. You know, you can switch Dante. He has good size, and he's a rim Boban protector knows. now. He uh, can block people like Boban at the rim. Yeah. Man, I can't wait till we see him at the at the five next year. <laughs> He's a legit like, and uh, Zach Lowe actually talked about it. Shout out to Zach Lowe for talking, giving a lot of love to the Jazz. I I uh, got to calm down sometimes on Twitter because Zach Lowe's been really great about talking about the Jazz, and he's a legit rim protecting guard. Like you can use him to block from the weak side. So like if if uh, like and maybe like that's an Andre like Karolinko at the guard. Like that's that's uh-huh. what he kind of reminds me of. Um, it, it's, it, you have to worry about Dante because he has that length and he has the athleticism and to, to get up there and, and really, uh, really do some work. So I think that's, I, I think that's a, a big key. So man, Kuzma being out, that's, that's huge. That's I, big. And yeah. if they, if just Rudy can just stop and then you have, and that's where Derek favors actually becomes kind of a big key for the jazz is when you have Rudy, Rudy Gobert out like he has to go out to guard uh, Brook Lopez, or he has to go out to guard like Pau Gasol against the Spurs or Lamarcus Aldridge. You need that's when um, Derek Favors and his ability to block shots and protect to the the rim relatively well becomes vital because then Rudy doesn't have to be worried about them just kind of getting a free shot at the rim. Can we talk so, about how cool it would be if Utah's playing Portland in that last game of the season for the and three seed? Like that would be here's here's the stage. Just set the stage. You have Dame, Rubio, and 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 Rubio's old team, the Timberwolves, could be knocked out by that point. So Rubio's already in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You have you have uh, Donovan Mitchell versus like you know the the dude he he emulated his game against in in Lillard. You have this rivalry. It's for the Northwest Division. It's for the three seed. You have uh, Utah's like stampede back into the standings. So this is, you know, the difference between three and four and whoever's playing who. So, and you, we will know who Utah's playing because that game is basically the last game being played out of all the teams because it's 1030 Eastern time in Portland on ESPN. Like... (laughs) It's everyone's like, going to watch it. It's all going to be set. Like all card like this is going to be the game where all cards are on the table. There's no there's no unknowns. Like you know who you're going to play if you win, you know who you're going to play if you lose. You know like this is and this just sounds like a great way for me to get my heart broken. I don't like if, if the Jazz get the four seed. I'm totally okay with it. Like, it, like that's what's it so fun about it this game. Matter, yeah. It's, it's like it's not like lose and you're out. It's like lose four seed. Okay, but what's cool about it is, man, whoever if if that if that scenario happens, the schedule maker, who like the schedule makers who put that are high fiving themselves for five months before they put like before they put out the next schedule well three are, months are they are they or are they just kind of cursing to themselves like look we did this to them in december and they still made it like i can't believe the jazz made it like, that's what i'd like to imagine man, that december think. stretch that december stretch we all like when when that came out we're like that 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 december stretch is a season ender <laughs> 
I, oh, I, I sorry. I just it, for some reason I want to show a clip. Like I want to send a clip to like the NBA official Twitter account or whoever creates. <laughs> did last game when uh, Rudy Gobert like got that technical foul and then he had choice words. <laughs> He had like a free pass go of just say whatever you want. <laughs> I'm sorry, but anyways, I just want a gif of that of uh, uh, of Rudy Gobert saying P A B. Um, you guys can uh, determine what he said, but uh, I would love to send that anyways. That would be amazing. That, that might be. be that's that one of my so favorite good. moments of the season, by the way. It's just it's just so funny to me that Rudy, like when a player gets a tech like that, and he's like, well. This is a free get out of jail free card, I guess. I might as well <laughs> it's like, okay, well, that's just thousand dollar fine. I might as well make take advantage. Yeah, that's just what it is now. We're just, we're just. I know. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Like at the very end, he's like, okay, well, you know, if I might as well deserve this. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm sorry that you made a terrible call. That, that was my favorite thing about it. It was just like, so you know, if, if I'm if this is happening, um, I'm 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 dealing with this. So, <laughs> anyway, sorry. I just. Uh, but I so who do you want to face in the playoffs, Milo? If you're the Jazz and you have your choice of all these teams, who would you rather face? Man. Uh Pelicans. I think Pelicans won. Like that's the first team that I want Utah to play. Mm-hmm. I, I I think a because going into a, a visiting game against the Pelicans, you know you're not going against a strong crowd. Sorry, New Orleans. That's just what it is and um so 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 even if if uh you know you have the playoff environment where it's a little bit louder like it's not the same as as playing um you know i i think i think portland if portland were to drop some in some weird scenario down down to like five or six that would be nightmarish because I don't want to. If I'm the Utah Jazz, I do not want to play Portland on the road. I don't want to. Like that's Port- that's Portland is very similar to Utah. How their their fans just are there. They support them through thick and thin. Same with Golden State fans. Portland uh, scares me. I I was gonna. I mean, sorry to cut you off. They're the one I fear the most outside of of Golden State and the Rockets. Like Dame scares me, and Dame's not getting enough love for. I mean, he's an MVP candidate. We're talking about. Uh, Harden and LeBron probably one A one B, but Dame is like a top five MVP candidate this year. He's just killing people. I, he scares me. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I think I think you're 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 right on that. Like that's a oh man, that's it. He's just he's just one of those guys, and he's already hit big shots in the playoffs. And I've seen him kill us at the end of games already. Uh, Honestly, the team I I it's weird to say this. The team I'd like to face is well, actually there's two teams I I kind of secretly am hoping we fall to 7 just cuz I'd love a chance to see if the Jazz could steal one from the Warriors without Steph Curry. I think that might be like the Warriors are I think in the last 10 or 12 games the the Warriors are like 5 and 6 without yeah. Steph Curry. They're just kind of struggling. They and uh, I I don't know. I think the Jazz are playing at a level right now they could maybe steal. I mean, that, you still have to beat Kevin Durant four times. But there, I think there's do. I think right now there is a mix of apathy, um, a mix of too much. I th- I think there can be too much familiarity with the team. We saw that with the Utah Jazz when they had all that cons- like they had the same roster. Sometimes you need to shake that up. 
And and mm-hmm. and that happened with two all stars who were on the same team for a long period of time. Imagine four. Like that's yeah. that's that big personality guys. And, and and that's not including you got Andre Iguodala in there, you got Steve Kerr who's you know, who who demands respect and and uh it it's that's a that's a rough situation. That's a really like I know it's, it's like it's hard for us to feel empathetic for for the Warriors, but I mean, um, when you that much success in any field, whether it's basketball, business, whatever, it is easy to let your guard down and just be like, yeah, we, we've we've done it. We've we like I I can only once you climb Everest, like what it what do you do? Like, well, yeah, like once you I, once you beat the video game, it's like, well, I beat it. Yeah, like like, like this, and that's that's a very good good description of it because now I feel like the Warriors are, are like they're making games harder just to get the difficulty level up. They're like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna go in without armor. Let's just see what happens. Can we still do it? Um, mm-hmm. What what if we just go one on one the entire time? Can I still like? It feels like there's so much game within the game going on with them for for them to stay locked in. Is that this year they've almost like tr- tried to create their own narrative that people are writing them off just so they can have some just fire for something, and mm-hmm. and uh, it, and and maybe you know them losing this year creates the fire for next year. But it just it's it's hard. It's just hard to repeat because that keeping that level of excellence, that level of nobody nobody cares what we're doing, and that the goal is right there, like. I think there's something to be said. Like I do think KD's comments were taking out of place, where he's just you know when he was talking about like he didn't find what he thought he was going to find by going to the Golden State Warriors. Um, which I mean that that kind of like is one of those like to me it felt like well money doesn't solve and doesn't buy you happiness type of thing or or success doesn't buy you happiness or like what are you like. Like KD sometimes comes across to me like a dude that just doesn't know who he is, what his personality is in the NBA, and I feel like every year he's going through like some, some like peyote filled like desert journey trying to find himself and and <laughs> and, and, and and see who he really is. And and uh, the the Warriors this year, I don't I don't think anybody is scared of the Warriors right now. Like and I maybe think they're we a should good be. team. I, yeah, maybe we should be. Maybe they're a team like the They'll Cleveland just turn Cavaliers. It on, I guess. Just, yeah, um, but I I think no one's scared of them right now because they've seen them bleed throughout the entire season. Mm-hmm. And past seasons, they they appeared like they were gods, but once you see the god bleed and you see, uh, they're just like us. I I think. I think that's another veil of the game within the game on the other side of the court where players mm-hmm. are like, we can beat these dudes. We can do it. We can beat them whether they're shorthanded, they got everybody. It can be done. Um, and we just have to lock in because w- there's no guarantee they are going to lock in. Mm-hmm. So so they're one of those teams that I think is interesting. And then if you play them, you get to like skip the Rockets until the Western Conference Finals, which would be kind of a cool – Way for the Jazz to sneak in there. Uh, the other team I wouldn't mind seeing is actually just the the Spurs, and it's weird to say that. Like I wouldn't mind seeing the Spurs in the right? playoffs, but is that weird? <laughs> but like, but they have so much internal stuff. They're not going to have Kawhi back. He's just not going to come back. No. They uh, and the Jazz. You know, they bear. They won the season series against the Spurs, and they lost the last one at the on the last second on a game they played didn't shoot well. 
And so I think the Jazz have a have a lot of the you know they can beat the Spurs in the playoffs as, as long you know. And I know Pop is a great coach. He really is. He finds ways to make life difficult for your team. But I think the Jazz just have the pieces to to beat the Spurs. And I I think I, that I would be too. a great matchup for the Jazz. And then you get to go to the next round and. And you never know. Like, that feels like if, if they were to face the Spurs in the playoffs and, and beat them, that feels like it exercises so many demons of Utah Jazz's past. Oh yeah. It feels like that like that right there, that's like that's like you going into the into the cave and they're like, first to beat others, you must beat yourself. And, <laughs> and then it's And, and then it's like yeah, and then it's like yeah, then you have like the the evil version of yourself across looking at you that you must fight like that's that's how the spurs feel to me it it, (laughs) is like you have to beat yourself you have to you have to overcome your you know your 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 fear like luke going into the cave with yoda on his back yeah exactly it's like you got it you must face your fear so that's so that's i i think i think first pelly's because pelly's is like swing and out type of thing Mm-hmm. That's um, also true. I I don't want to play Denver, surprisingly, because I feel well, like Jokic is a problem. He's a problem Utah. for Rudy. Basically, any of those kind of passing shooting centers mm-hmm. is a tough matchup for the Jazz. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not worried about Anthony Davis so much as like I know he can go off, but I'm not worried about the team. I feel like oh, yeah, the team he you can will shut go down. Off. And but with Millsap back in the fold, and Denver, Denver. Um, as far as like Utah's concerned, Denver Denver frightens me. Um, mm-hmm. Timberwolves don't lose any sleep over them. Um, well, like I, I think Quinn Snyder in a seven game series could coach circles around Tibbs. I was just gonna say that like Quinn Snyder is the X factor. He beat the Clippers losing his best player in the first game of the series. He, he, right. He that, lost him Gilbert. and Brad Stevens are on a completely other tier when it comes to if you allow them time to study you. Oh, it's game over. It is well, game over. His ability to like, yeah, he'll find game plans to make life harder on you. He will he will find something. And that's why the Jazz have a chance in all these series. Like that's why the Jazz will beat the Pelicans if they play the Pelicans. Unless like Anthony Davis just scores 100 points and doesn't miss a shot, like the the Jazz will beat the Pelicans cuz Quinn will outcoach. Yeah, and that's why the Wolves don't scare you. You'll beat the Wolves like Tibbs is going to be easily figured out, and his players are going to be just exhausted by the end of that series. Like if we're looking at Tibbs play players like forty minutes a night in the regular season, what's he going to play them? Like Jimmy Butler's going to literally play all four quarters every single minute, and yeah, even Jimmy Butler's going to get exhausted. Right. Well, um, move. Uh, let's move on because I want to get to this because um, I just realized we haven't talked about our shout out. Our shout out. Yeah, our SLC dunk shout out by by Bill Simmons. Oh, that's right. We have not talked about this at all. For those of you, I'm gonna play it. Um, I think I figured out how to get it to so you guys can hear it and we can still be live. So this is the clip. It start. It's, if if you want to listen to it to yourself, it's about 14 minutes into Bill Simmons' So Long Kyrie uh, podcast that was released on on the 6th of April. Did you uh, tweet at uh, Joe House? That we're coming for you. I haven't, I haven't, re- I haven't retweeted out anything yet, uh, but I need to. I need, I need to let Joe House know that that we heard him. 
We know. We're, we're coming. Okay, here we go. So I'm going to – I'm my, my audio is going to be out for a second, but James is still going to be laughing to it because that's what James does. So here we go. The <laughs> – the, the the audio here we go do you slightly think, more do you think serious people put the juju on him you mean this is the transition season that last season was supposed to be last season was not supposed to be an eastern conference final team by right. any stretch of the imagination <laughs> do you think the mormons put the juju on gordon Hayward? oh yes i do believe that what are you talking about of course utah they have, they have special powers there that they have polygamy there of course <laughs> what are you talking about i'm just telling you now you're gonna get in trouble on the sl slc dunk blog site they're gonna be upset what they other explanation is there for him playing five minutes and breaking his ankle in a way that eliminated him from the rest of the season i know it, do you have an explanation for it i don't i, I don't, don't either i i will say other than the mormons i w- <laughs> house is kidding i am um, kidding i love the mormons i do too right i i've been to utah the mormons are very nice utah is great <laughs> very friendly people. park city's outstanding very handsome handsome people handsome people handsome people good, nice good sports women. fans yes great um, sports fans so, so, so there it is. There is Bill Simmons and the crew worried about SLC Dunk to come after after uh, after them for for their Donovan Mitchell slander. So, well, and just like slandering of the great people of Utah, you know we're coming at after you, Bill Simmons and Joe House. You can't say things like this to us. And we, what I take pride in this though, and that's why we might take it easy on Joe House. And and Bill Simmons, who do great work, by the way, they do, do is, awesome work. Is that like we're a protector of Jazz Nation, Michael? We are a protector. Maybe of... you said Jazz Nation, and you lost me, Matt Harpering. <laughs> Don't you dare call me Matt Harpering. <laughs> <laughs> you can call me whatever you want, Jazz Nation. <laughs> oh my gosh! Now, this, yeah, now, now, I'm now you know. Now, now you know. You're like, oh crap! It's in my lexicon. I have to get it out. It's what like, have I become? Is this throw who I that, am? Throw that in your algorithms. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, but what do you are... call – like there needs to be something like the jazz band. Like what do you call – like I hate Jazz Nation because it's so – I don't have a better nickname. That's what sucks. But I – Jazz it, fans, j- jazz, I guess. Jazz fandom, jazz – like it just – like Jazz Nation just sounds so – Lame. It's a little generic. Everyone it's uses generic. it. It's like Philly Nation, Raider Nation, <laughs> Cowboy like Nation. Every, every time a player gets traded to a new team, it's I'm so excited to be a part of Wolves Nation, or like, yeah, like, or Magic Nation. <laughs> like it's not a sovereign co- country. It's a group of people. Like that's just uh, no no one owns it. No All right, so it. jazz. There's, there's no president. It, like, is there a president? It's like I want to talk to the president of Jazz Nation. <laughs> well, here's the thing, SLC Dunk. Do we we come for it? you. We come for you, and if you come with it, like, and this is not necessarily Joe House or Bill Simmons, but maybe this is something we've become known for, and I take pride in this. If you're coming with. Uh, ignorant slander of the Jazz or Donovan Mitchell or Rudy Gobert, we will expose you, especially if you come first. If you come spicy, we will let you know how you are incorrect. Like Antonio Alvarez or whatever your name is, stop it. You're incorrect. Donovan Mitchell is great. I get it. Ben Simmons is incredible. He really is. You know, especially when he's playing like the Cavs defense. He's really good. But Donovan Mitchell is really good too. 
Yeah, he just he just is. I, I and I, so so with this with this that do you think you think he's going to win rookie of the year? I I think he deserves it as much as Ben. Simmons I guess not what I asked. I asked, did you do you think he's going to win it? <laughs> well, I will say this: I do not think he'll win it just because I'm used to things not going the way I want. But this does not mean I don't think he deserves it, Michael. He deserves it. I, I don't think and he's going to he get it because get it, I'll be frustrated. I, oh, yeah. I think it's going to turn into like, well, Rudy Gobert. You're triggering Rudy me. Rudy Gobert got, got in. got Because got, I think we are hearing right now and seeing it is pretty much a consensus that Rudy Gobert is going to be defensive player of the year. Like people are like – like first to start out with Rudy Gobert is doing something too bad. He's missed a lot of games where he'd be in this discussion. Then people are like, wow, well what with what he's doing, he deserves to be in the discussion despite be- losing all these games. And now it's just like Rudy Gobert should be defensive player of the year. Like it's, it's gone through all the stages. Yeah. Like, I, that's the thing. If he doesn't win it, I'll honestly be shocked. I'll be like, all right, you know, this is like boxing voting basically. Also, like, ha- also I think, I think the other thing too is Philly going on this tear without uh, Joel Embiid. Okay, okay. This is, I'm going to throw up in my mouth a little bit. Okay. It made it so tough. it Ben Simmons is really good. Okay, I said it. I said it. He's Well, that's the thing. It's like, like that's what that's like, what's frustrating. It's so it's like really good. Like there's two really good all, players. I like I wrote this. They're both great. Yeah. That's the thing that I hate that I have to hate him. Like there's like this jazz code where it's just like I have to I have to denigrate what he's doing because there are games like like there was a move that he did on on Cleveland last night. Now, albeit Cleveland was playing some peak peak <laughs> like Ole defense, but he goes through between the legs, round three players, and for the dunk, and it and it was beautiful. It was absolutely I mean, beautiful. Like I, I can't I will, believe a dude is that big is doing that. I haven't seen that since LeBron. It's true. I mean, for a second-year player, he's doing incredible, incredible things. Oh, I it's see. What really, you did there. really impressive. I see what you did there. I see what it's, <laughs> it's really, really impressive. I've never seen a sophomore do these types of things. It's incredible. It's really, really impressive. I, I, but I think, I think, like one of the like the feathers in your cap that you could say was, you know what, he's doing all these things, but he has Joel Embiid there to take a lot of the pressure off. And then he, yeah. Joel Embiid went down, and Ben Simmons <laughs> is still showing out. And like you know, and, and there's and honestly, no and, and and if you look on there, you're like, well, let me find another straw man to build around. You know why he's being good to, with with somebody else carrying the load. You don't, you can't find it. Like he mm-hmm. really is carrying a load without Joel Embiid in there and pushing them to higher playoff seating. Mm-hmm. That's that's and huge. Like, he's really great. He's really great. And I could be petty. It's what I like to be. <laughs> but he's really great. And. But Donovan Mitchell's really great too. That's I think what's rough is like you have people every time you see a Donovan Mitchell highlight, it's like, well, too bad he's not rookie of the year. You know what? If I was voting, I'd vote for if I voted for Donovan Mitchell, I'd feel good about it. I feel like he deserves it. I feel it. like you could vote but for either like, one and still have like a cl- a, a clear conscience. Yeah, this isn't a, like voting for, for like Mal- Malcolm Brogdon over over Joel Embiid where you're like, "Well, Joel Embiid only played this many games." And you're like, "He looked like freaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for 30 – like I would take – I'll take 35 games of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar over – you know what? Malcolm Brogdon could be a good player. Like that, that, that Like that's that's the thing. Like, like when you're talking rookie of the year, who showed out? Who's everybody talking about? And who's the guy where you're like, this dude is insane? 
Mm-hmm. And I still think I still think if you're a Philly fan, you got every right to be mad that Joel Embiid didn't get respect as as rookie of the year last year cuz I part part of me feels like they shut like he he got shut down a little earlier because they're like, "Yeah, we're going to get I think it was part of the tank show." Well, and a certain uh quote unquote rookie this year also could have played last year but did not play the end of the year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. And and and, but and that's okay. And Markel Fultz, if we're being real, he's playing this year because they're in a playoff hunt. If they're being bad, he doesn't return. Yeah, like he, he there would have been he, no he reason. Yeah, so so with that being so with with all of that being said, um I I don't think Donovan Mitchell gets it. I think I think Rudy Rudy gets defensive player of the year. I He's hoisting that trophy. Like, uh, oh, and if, Rudy if he deserves doesn't, it. If he, he doesn't, really does. there's some serious things wrong. I do think this is it, for the fans are out there wanting the Jazz to get the three seed. You want the Jazz to get the three seed because that I think Quinn Snyder is definitely one of the favorites for Coach of the Year if that happens. Because oh, that's a good point. Then then you're able to say. The Jazz were a five seed last year with Gordon Hayward. They had fifty wins. Look at what Quinn Snyder's done. Look at the turnaround. Because when I uh, so the post I wrote weeks ago on that the Jazz, if they if if they uh, got forty seven wins and the five seed would still be the biggest turnaround in NBA history. Like at, b- at that point in the season, at that point in the season, like that far in the season, because you're that, welcome, Gordon Monson. Like that, that, that by that point, that far in the season, it, it, it things are set. Like there's only yeah. been there's only been, and usually if there's a team that is that close to turning it, like getting back in the playoff race, they're only a couple games out. Like if you're mm-hmm. looking at nine, like like teams that were nine games below 500 and made the playoffs. You're looking at teams that made the playoffs in a terrible Eastern Conference, like like the Chicago Bulls that made it with only uh, like 33 wins, mm-hmm. which like people were like, "Wow, Michael Jordan made led them to the playoffs." No, they kind of just like fell in with a good rookie, and then Michael Jordan kind of made you know some people's lives hell when they were in yeah. there. So he's that t- that's, yeah, he's yeah. he really good. They just had nobody else there, so. The for Utah to be doing what they're doing for Quinn Snyder, like all compliments to to Donovan Mitchell, he deserves all the accolades and respect and everything. But Quinn Snyder's coaching a team that is being led by a rookie and by a point guard that was thrown out because he what wasn't supposed to be an offensive player. He has a he has a small forward who was playing guard last year next to Gordon Hayward who was. A, supposed to be you know the the fifth sixth banana on the team mm-hmm. and is now an integral part and could be a top top 10 small forward you have this collection like like we we give a lot of credit to Dennis Lindsay you know for for what he's done with this offense but uh, I mean for, with his team but I think of Moneyball remember those scenes in Moneyball where you have the coach of the Oakland mm-hmm. A's or the manager just pissed at Billy Bean because mm-hmm. he's just like, what are you doing to me, man? What are you doing to me with this team? What are you – like You, it requires a coach to have to, to coach the hell out of it to make it work too. Moneyball doesn't work by just a, a, 
an executive being like, we got pieces that if you put them in the right spots, it works. Like you, mm-hmm. at some point, the coaching staff has to buy buy in, and the players have to buy in, and and I think whether this was what Quinn Snyder wa- imagined this team being or not, he's coached the hell out of them. Well, honestly, at the beginning of the year, it was going to be Ricky Rubio playing until kind of Dante Exum supplanted him, mm-hmm. and it was looking like that was going to happen happen sooner than later, and then Dante gets hurt, and and then Rudy gets hurt. I mean, the Jazz kind of I think the Jazz kind of looked at this as like a we have some nice pieces. Let's see how good a lot of them fit and, you know, hopefully we make the playoffs, but if we don't, it's not the end of the world. Right. Um, that's kind of what the season was. It was a little bit of just flux because Gordon Hayward was gone and everything had been built around him. Yeah, th- th- this season was just kind of like getting the wrong meal at a restaurant and being like, "Okay, well, I mean, this is pretty good." Yeah, ho- yeah, hopefully it's not bad. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. But then you find out like, oh, I didn't know I liked Thai food. Oh, this peanut sauce kind of del- peanut sauce is kind of delightful. You yeah. know, and all of a sudden like you're like, I think I like Thai food. This is baller. <laughs> yeah, it's like I I think you got people being like good. getting like getting bad bad flashbacks you're like Thai food, they're like Thai Corbin. No. Oh. <laughs> No, this is the this is T H I T H A I. Yeah, yeah. We, we like ah, just we, trying we, to trick me today. I know. <laughs> ah. uh, conniving today, but no, you're so right. Like this team, this team went in with no expectations, and 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 I would say low expectations. We did a podcast with Mike Prada, um, with, uh, with the mothership of SB Nation, and and he was like, he's like, who's going to score on this up. team? And I, I, and we were like, and it, cause I remember he was just like, I just don't think Utah's going to be good. And we're like, Utah's definitely going to be good. And, and then he's like, who's going to score? And I think bo- like both you and I were like, uh, I oh, predicted Derek favors, uh, Derek, 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 Derek favors. Uh, he shoots sometimes. Uh, I mean, Rodney, Rodney, yeah, that's what Rodney takes was shots. Was Rodney Hood, Rodney, which was uh, the right pick. Rodney takes shots. Uh, if you were oh. wanting a dark horse, maybe Joe Ingles, but I said, I think I said Donovan Mitchell would lead the team in scoring if this team was really bad. Mm. And, you, and, 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 and because data said so. If your rookie is leading you in scoring, things have gone off the rails usually. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's, like, that's a really safe pick, but Donovan Mitchell doesn't make it a safe pick. Uh, so and, – and, and, and it was at that point after we'd gone on that podcast and I'd already put out into the ether that the Jazz would win 47 games and I was like, I am a fool. <laughs> and now you're going to be literally correct. And, and like, I think that's what we end up with. 47 wins. Well, and uh, it was not the bad choice. I mean, Rodney Hood, if you remember those first four or five games, Rodney Hood looked so out of sorts trying to be like the guy. It just it wasn't the right role. Like you could see, like that was the thing where it was just like we've he's he's good in his roles, but th- that was that was and 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 part of the reason why and and I hope the narrative isn't like we traded Rodney Hood because he's trash. That's not why the Utah Jazz traded him. They traded him because in the role that they foresaw him with, uh, foresaw him in in with the Utah Jazz, he would be p- getting paid a lot of money to be the six, the sixth or seventh dude off the bench that mm-hmm. you can't rely on. Like he's a role player. He's a good role player, 
But I, I just, I, I am not convinced at this point that Rodney Hood is that guy where it's like, he's good for 20 points a night. And his next contract could very well be the type of contract that you pay someone who's getting you 20 points a night or 16 to 20. And you can't rely on Rodney Hood for that. Mm-hmm. And so well, and- at that point, at that point, Utah had the decision to make at the trade deadline to be like, we have to move him because um, if we don't move him, he's a, he's a cap hold and limits our, our chances of going out there in free agency. And it, and then if we just if we uh, just release the cap hold at the end of the season, we got nothing for him. So we have mm-hmm. to we have to make this move. It was it it was by necessity after they saw that he couldn't he couldn't fit into the role that they were trying to place him in. Well, and I think also what we found out is, and one of the reasons we kind of had hope that the Jazz could win it is because when Gordon Hayward was injured last season, the Jazz had a winning record. And I think part of what we thought was the reason was that, well, Rodney Hood had good stats. And I think what we found out is that Rudy Gobert is like a top 15 player in the NBA. He just is. And Rudy Gobert has been the major reason we've won. Donovan Mitchell has been a revelation, and he's been the reason that we've been able to score at the end of games, and that he's kind of the... He's kind of the the cornerstone of 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 just like making things happen. Uh, Ricky Rubio has turned out to be, I mean, Ricky Rubio's shooting thirty five percent from three this year. That's that's well, that Quinn was Snyder one of our things of when year. we talked about at the beginning of the season. We're like, man, if Ricky shoots above thirty three percent, you 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 you've done a good job. Like we have something, and he has like thirty five percent by Ricky. It's nuts. That's phenomenal. Yeah, I, 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 I man, yeah, that's a good point. Like, that's a really good point. So, getting back to whole like Quinn Snyder's like coach of the year, if if Utah's in that three seed, if they are there at the end of the season, and you're saying, you know, who should be the coach of the year? Well, you have t- the two guys who are going to be one A and one B are Quinn Snyder and Brad Stevens, or Brad Stevens and Quinn Snyder, depending on your viewpoint. They're gonna both have not had Gordon Hayward for a year. One of one of those teams, <laughs> yeah, it's the same for both. One, one of those teams, uh, both have lost their 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 main all star. Um, mm-hmm. They're they're driving force for a significant point of the year. The Jazz did it with Rudy Gobert. Boston Celtics did it with Kyrie Irving. Then you need to look at you know the the difficulty. The Jazz did not. Uh, Jazz are being led by a rookie and a bunch of spare pieces. And then you look at um, then you look at Boston. And you're like, well, they do have two number three picks, and they did have Hal Horford for most of that, and they did have Marcus Smart for a lot of that before he went down. And then and then you look, okay, well, let's let's look at, at their conferences, and you look at their conferences, and the Jazz have been playing the gauntlet of the Western Conference, mm-hmm. and that's how they've been making this comeback. They're they're not like I, I tell you what. Miami making a comeback last year in the Eastern Conference was insanely special. It's actually the number two comeback of all time. Mm-hmm. And they were able to do it, and a lot of people shrugged it off, and kind of rightfully so in a little bit, because they're like, they're doing it against the Eastern Conference mm-hmm. with a lot of teams that are garbage. And that's and, and it's and, and and you kind of have to take that in point. Like Utah, their first 11-game win streak, they did it against the Spurs, Warriors when they were healthy, like on the road against uh, against the Raptors. Like they were taking – Boston was part of that. Like they they went on the road and just – and went through teams. It wasn't well, we beat They beat the Warriors who were at full strength at that time by 30. Yeah. They, uh, they beat – 
they had to beat good teams. And to go on a streak, two streaks of like 10 games or give or take, whatever it was, is hard to do. You know, we have a loss against, we've had two losses against Atlanta. Remember after the trade, and not trade deadline, well, it was after the trade deadline, but the All-Star game, and they lost against Portland. And then mm-hmm. they lost. Uh, then they won their next game, and then they lost again. And I was like, ah, "No, that run was fun. We had a good time. It's it, this. It looks like it looks like the, the wheels have finally come off. We we mm-hmm. everything was everything was great. But you know that Jay Crowder deal that was made more looking at next season. You know this this is what it is. And then they then they quickly got back on track. Like that's that part that second streak is the bigger deal. Yes, it was against lesser teams, but I think the letdown of that eleven game win streak and and the time off and all of that, and Utah mm-hmm. getting back on track, that's huge. That was just monster while integrating in a new a new player. I, and and the other <laughs> thing too is you can say that you can point out a ton of things with Brad Stevens and how he's led his team and through the adversity and all of that. I just think Quinn Snyder's been doing it with a, a, a little bit higher degree of difficulty and a little less and a little and not my much, but I think there's been less in the cupboard for him to 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 put a full recipe together on this. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he, and I can't be mad if if you vote Brad Stevens coach of the year, he's a hell of a coach and would deserve it. Like, and I feel like the coach of the year race and the rookie of the year race. That's how I feel. And that's even leaving out – that's before you get to Dwayne Casey. That's before you get to Mike D'Antoni. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's been some really legit coach, coaching going on this, this season. Like mm-hmm. because past years it's felt like, oh, the Warriors won a lot of games. So you give it to them. This year I feel like there's a lot of strong cases that you can make of coaches actually doing a hell of a Impressive lot of things. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Dwayne Casey's done. He's actually switched up their style, and they're playing great. Yeah, he and changed the number their entire one. offense. Yeah, they're <laughs> that's as much a big a thing as anything. So if if Quinn Snyder doesn't win it, like that's whatever. Jerry mm-hmm. Sloan never won a Coach of the Year. Uh, like in the end, and I like what Donovan Mitchell said. <laughs> yeah. But we're gonna come out. Uh, every one of you voters who vote something weird, like if one of you randos vote for like for like. Uh, if there's uh, a Luke Walton Walt, pick Walt, out there. Luke, exactly. I was going to say, if one of you randos vote Luke Walton, we'll come for you. There's, one, there's you know, always one dude. Always one dude. There's like there's going to be one guy who's going to vote for Spolstra. Guaranteed. Guaranteed you'll <laughs> see a vote, a, a first, uh, like like a number one uh, pick for for Spolstra. And it's not going to mm-hmm. be from a Miami writer. That's what – that's exactly. – it's not going to be from – like because you'd be like, it's from someone from Miami. And then you'll look and you're like, from Virginia. Like, like it's gonna happen, or some blog boy, or something. But uh, honestly, maybe that's how we can end tonight. Is in the end, I really liked so Donovan Mitchell, and this is something that's been amazing about Donovan. But he's been really gracious with his time. He showed up on a lot of national uh, shows, something that a former player from our team did not like to do, but somehow wanted all the the fame and glory without all the press tours. But what uh, Donovan Mitchell said on first take, I think, was really good. He just said, you know what? If we win the title in in four years, am I really going to care whether I win Rookie of the Year uh, four years ago? Like, 
when LeBron wins all his titles, no one really talks about the fact that he won Rookie of the Year. Yeah, like, like it wasn't it wasn't like LeBron went uh, like went to Miami and was just like, you know what, this NBA title, it's something special. But, but man, man, that Rookie of the Year trophy, that's number <laughs> one. That's number that's number one. Like no one goes in there. Like you don't see any guys except like maybe Adam Morrison, like who are gonna rock in and be like, hey. Hey guys, you want to see my rookie of the year trophy? Like dudes <laughs> Did who are he showing win rookie of the year. Uh, I can't remember. I know maybe he didn't, but uh, but but hey. someone like that or Ben Simmons would. Oh, I tell you did. what. Hold on, I think Adam Morrison did. Morrison rookie of the year. It's it's coming up, and let's see here. Please, please. What was it? I'm going to the stats, and so he averaged he averaged twelve points, three rebounds, two assists. For the for the for the Charlotte and he was a rookie in two thousand six two thousand rookie of the year Chris Paul Chris Paul okay he was rookie of the month he was he got uh, rookie November rookie of the month but he would have showed it off he would have he totally would have you know like you, you like you definitely know like like that's like a, a like if a dude showing off his rookie of the year trophy it's not because he's proud of it it's because he bought it from the from the flamed out rookie of the year that had to sell it for cash just to pay the house payment. <laughs> like that's yeah. Oh dude. Like Adam Morrison's like November, like his rookie year, he scored like 15 points a game on almost 40% three point shooting. Dang. What happened to him? Dang, he, did, a, he didn't take showers. Dude. He's the same age as me. Did you know that he stunk? Really? And he never, he, no, oh yeah, it, you should read about it. He never changed his clothes, so the players got tired of playing with him. Oh my gosh. He, he How... literally stunk. Like So he had a stash and he stunk? Yeah, he didn't change, he would just like get dressed after the game and wouldn't shower. <laughs> He's from Glendive, Montana. Where is that even at? Let's get the maps. Like, Glen, it's at showing... Glen Capital Dive, Montana. Okay, so um, it... I'm here for the jokes, people. I'm here for the jokes. Where's where, where is this even at? Oh my gosh, I, it is it is some forlorn town that basically you you end up stopping in. It has more hotels than people. This is kind <laughs> of like the the drive where you got lost and you barely made it out of North Dakota, and you're like, I really need to sleep. That's it. <laughs> that's the only. That's its only. That's its. Is that a stain on the chair over there? Whatever. Whatever. I'm tired. I've been on the road for 12 hours. I just just couldn't live with myself if I stayed in North Dakota. <laughs> that's really that's really all it is. In North Dakota, I, I don't got anything for you because I know nothing about North Dakota. And you don't either, even if you live there. You're like, I've lived here my entire life. North Dakota. I, I, we're I, the worst I, state. I really don't know what we do here. <laughs> no, I, you go I, there for... You go there for a summer to work in the oil industry. That's all I know. Yeah, and but then I, you I think get that's paid. what they say. And everyone goes there for the oil industry, and they're just like, here's your check. Don't tell nobody. Uh-huh. We don't have anything here. Oh, we no, they literally that, We don't. just put that on the Wikipedia page so people felt like we had an economy. It looks like <laughs> in Star Wars when Luke's looking on the horizon, it's that but freezing. Yeah, it's Hoth. <laughs> it's Hoth without anything. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, and, right. and people, people are like, "Well, there's, there's Fargo. No there's Fargo. Coming. Let's be real. Fargo is really just West Minnesota. <laughs> it's true. 
<laughs> it's just you're like, like hope. You just hope an ATAT comes out and blasts. You're like, there's a lot to do in, 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 like, and that's like, like every state in the Midwest. Like, whether it's like, they're like, there's a lot to do in Fargo. It's West Minnesota. There's a lot to do in Omaha. It's Iowa. There's a lot to do in Kansas City, Kansas. You're really talking about Missouri. Like, the thing is, is like, there's all these cities that are just right on the corner. And all right, I got a story to tell. So, about the Midwest, anyone who tells you there's a lot to do. So, me and my wife. We did not have a honeymoon, and the reason was because, like, a week before, we were going to go to my wife's grandma's cabin, and, like, a week before, she's like, I don't think James is good enough to turn on the propane, so I don't think you guys can go. So we didn't go get to go. So our honeymoon was driving a U-Haul from uh, from Washington, D.C. to Idaho, and so I got to drive through the Midwest. That was my honeymoon, uh... and I can tell you there are more like live historical towns than there are fun things to do. I went and saw Buffalo Bill Cody's museum. I saw mm-hmm. another like live pioneer town in like Illinois in the se- Southern Illinois. It's terrible. It's you know what? Like, like there, there's a, like when, when, when uh, like Mormons talk about, they're like, man, can you believe a bunch of Mormons left the East to go West? And it's like, Yeah. Totally, I can totally see it. They got to like they got to like Illinois, and they're like, we can do better. And then they got to Nebraska, and they're like, we can really do better. (laughs) Exactly. I I lived. I lived in the Midwest. I lived in uh, like segue, and then we'll finish it. I lived in Lafayette, Indiana. If you don't know where Lafayette is, uh, it's it's the poor cousin to West Lafayette, which is where Purdue is. And uh, it's it's north of Indianapolis. It's just like oh, it's just a blue collar town, and and it's for me Indiana doesn't feel like Midwest, but doesn't feel like East. It's just kind of like it's kind of like the middle child that people are like, well, you know, kind of like Ohio's right there too. Like, yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Ohio, Indiana, like kind of Kentu- East, but not like, really. Kentucky feels like it's more East than Indiana, even though it's directly below it. But it feels more East because there's mountains there. Like, you know, you start to get closer to, to like the Smokies and all of that or, and there's forests. Like Indiana is just kind of like, I, I don't like it, it. It's just, there's nothing there. Just really just nothing there. And me and my wife, like when people were like, well, what do you do when you're in, in Indiana? I will say spring in Indiana is really cool because it's really uh, like, it's green. It's so green. Um, especially when you go to like the forest. If you if you want to go to like the Appalachians, like for people on the West when people are like, you got lost. Like we'll watch a horror movie and they're like – and you see that like somebody gets lost in the forest. And they're like, how did they – and they're like, they couldn't find them in the forest. And for us out in the West, it's just pine trees and nothing else. And you're mm-hmm. like, just look straight ahead. You'll see them. But mm-hmm. out in the east, and you have like all the brush and the and, and the vegetation with the tr- tall trees. It's just a wall of green. Just a wall. That's how dudes get like when we went uh, when we were staying like late at night. Like that creeps me out a little bit. I was gonna I was, say I thought you were gonna say that's how people get murdered. It is how people get murdered. Like like I was like <laughs> I this is how people know. like walked past a dead body and never knew because there's just foliage over them. Versus out in 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 the west is just like. That's a frozen body yeah. on top of the ground. Right, right. Like, it was like <laughs> that's the other thing too. We're like, this body was in the forest for years, and no one sees it. And and people out in Idaho, Utah, Montana, they're like, how? Like, where where did they put it? Like, 
like before behind like there's like one sagebrush the top of the dude's heading like his head's like on the other side of the sagebrush while his legs are on the other like good enough and they leave him <laughs> like like <laughs> this, this, this podcast went to a great place <laughs> <laughs> this is this is this is what people want to hear so in in conclusion <laughs> quinn snyder should be coach of the year that's that's basically what we're getting at <laughs> they all they, they all three have a case and also you can't get away with murder in the west <laughs> you really can't like there's just no place to put a body it's just <laughs> <laughs> if you really just get down to it there's just like like and and and, and what we're saying is you if you're camping out in the east like let people know bring bring a whole party exactly like never go anywhere like without like four people not because of bears Yes. Just because yeah, exactly. it, like that there's foliage, man. I think it's dangerous. There's there's, a, there's a scary things in them that are hills. In our hills. But yeah, once you get to the Midwest there's nothing. Like that drive, like once you once you hit like I think you go through whether you're going through Chicago that way or you're going through the like the St. Louis way, once you get past St. Louis it's just like there's nothing. It's flat and like you're like, hey, where are we at? Oh, we could be in Missouri. We could be Kansas. We could be on the outer stretches of Colorado or Wyoming. I don't know. It's looked the same for the past three days. <laughs> I, it's very pretty. I lived in North Carolina, too. Very green. Very beautiful. Yeah. Uh, but they don't have Donovan Mitchell. They don't. But want to know who had Donovan Mitchell? Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville. Hey, oh, that's a good way to, to end this. Shout out to all the Louisville fans who have been coming to the site and commenting and and putting up that like that good fight online for Donovan Mitchell because Dude, I love our Louisville like converse to, to Jazzdom. Also, Louisville underrated city. Like I give a lot of crap to it's all these beautiful. Midwest. Louisville is an awesome city. It has it feels Louisville reminds me of Boise and Salt Lake. It's got that kind of like large like big little city charm. I like it. It's a cool town. I and and plus like you get into Louisville, you get some mountains, you get some forests. It's nice, and mm-hmm. it's not that far off. This, I have to, I have to leave the podcast on this. Holiday World. Have I told you about Holiday World? No. In Indiana, so it's found in Santa Claus, Indiana. It is parts of the park are based off of like uh, different holidays. But this is my favorite <laughs> thing about it. Oh, it's like Christmas. And... Christmas World is legit awkward. Because you would think, like, in Holiday World, you only play, like, the hits, right? You play, like, the up like the upbeat, like, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. And it just feels awkward when you're, like, getting, like, a funnel cake and you hear, like, And you're like, yeah, I'll take a funnel cake with the cherry on it. Yeah, this place is great. I really like it. Like, I really feel in the mood. Yeah, do you want to hit up the roller coaster a little bit later? It's, like, it just feels weird. Like <laughs> I want to go to Holiday but, World, but, but um, but there's other places too. But they do they have the largest water park in in the world. That's one. The largest ah. uh, the largest water roller coaster in the world, where you legit get air, and is probably a a, a, a lawsuit waiting to happen. And like it, you're on this like tube, and it's just like there's nothing else. It's just like hold on to the sides. Whatever happens, happens. Which is probably the most Indiana thing there could be just like <laughs> get in this tube and just let it go um so 
Uh, and then they have the largest wooden roller coaster, which also feels really Indiana. They're like, it's going to shake you. You're going to get you're going to get a little bit loose. You might throw up. Wait, hey, this is Indiana or Louisville? This is Indiana just outside of it's like just it's like northwest of, uh, of Louisville. Uh, it's on the very like very southwest part of oh, Indiana. OK, very southwest. Louisville know people will know what, what I'm talking about. They'll be like, yeah, I've been to Holiday World. Everyone's been to Holiday World. Holiday World, too. If you're a dude that's been like – like if you got a dad bod, you are a legit 9 out of 10 at, a, at that water park. You're like you <laughs> are like a star because you go there and you're like, <laughs> I thought I was out of shape. But man, I am feeling really good about myself today. <laughs> like <laughs> – <laughs> and everybody uh, yeah the louisville fans who are listening to this all like five of them they'll they'll know they they know <laughs> so that's what we're ending on it's holiday world and louisville and barbecue i'm guessing yeah and uh guys make sure that you go and uh give us a review on itunes not after this podcast they're gonna not be after like this one they're like they're gonna be like it was great until we got to the midwest stuff like I thought this was <laughs> a basketball they podcast. Our honor. <laughs> eight out of ten. <laughs> hey, we'll take it. We'll take any we'll take review. Eight out of ten. We'll, we'll any review. Give us a review. Any comment, we'll read it and we'll uh, be grateful for it. Uh, go to slcdunk.com and read all the articles. We got lots of great things. We got Andy Bailey Andy writing Bailey. for the SLC Dunk. Yes, we got like we got Andy Bailey who you're gonna start seeing posts from him. I believe. Wait, what's today? I don't. Uh, Soon. (laughs) (laughs) One of these days. Um, Here soon. It's actually going to probably be in the next week. And, uh, and yeah, so hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on on Facebook at SLC. Oh, man, I burped. I burped. Man, this has been a wonderful podcast. (laughs) This this is what people want. So hit us up on Facebook. Hit us up on Twitter at SLC Dunk. Hit us up on Instagram on SLC Dunk. And then... Uh, check out the site. You know, we write stuff. That's usually what we do. So hit us up on slcdunk.com. Share it with your friends. Share it with your neighbors. Um, oh, dude, shout out to Louisville, Kentucky. When I took my new job in Boise, we have a warehouse in Louisville. They introduced me over their, uh, you know, their, their internal communications. Like, you know, and, and Michael actually writes, writes basketball online. And some dude... Um, who's in their, their warehouse was like, do you write for SLC Dunk? I totally read SLC Dunk. And so now it's <laughs> <laughs> like took me by surprise. Shout out to the Allen brothers over there in Louisville. Awesome. Hey, Allen Shout brothers, out. keep up the good fight. Yeah. Go Louisville. They actually were at that Indiana game too. They both took the day off to head up there. So you guys, awesome. So um, shout out to all of our new listeners and, you know, Follow us on, like, subscribe to us. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Subscribe to us on SoundCloud. And, dude, playoffs, will, are, playoffs are just around the corner if we get beat, in. Beat the Lakers. Beat That's the Lakers. all that matters. Beat the Lakers. That's a, beat the Lakers. We're in there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Peace out, Jazz folks. It's awesome. Bye-bye. Talk to you later.